This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. That was Mark Neely and Danielle Lowry on the call as number 15 Michigan knocks off James Madison in 12 innings to go on to the NCAA College Softball Super Regionals. That's right, college softball postseason is in full swing, no pun intended. And I wanted to chat with AJ Andrews, college standout at LSU and current professional softball player to see if we could break down uh, what this postseason looks like. But first, I wanted to give a quick uh, overview for those of you who are um, not as familiar with postseason college softball. So it starts with 64 teams who play in 16 different double elimination tournaments. Those were the regionals that happened last week. Out of the regionals emerges 16 teams that move on to super regionals. Uh, We are finishing up super regionals right now at time of recording. So super regionals are not a double elimination tournament. Instead, it pairs two teams against each other who play in a best of three tournament format. The winners from each of those best of three games advance to the coveted uh, Women's College World Series. And while we still don't know all eight teams that will be playing in this year's World Series, we do know some folks who will or won't be there. So powerhouses Alabama and Oklahoma are still very much in the running, have already qualified for the World Series. Um, But defending champions Florida State have actually been eliminated. So this year we will crown a new champ. But I wanted to dig a little deeper, and so I had to call in the experts. Um, So AJ... What what are we looking at? What what are your takes on the 2019 postseason? I think this postseason has probably been the most exciting one yet. Even when you go back to regionals, right? You have the 16 regionals, and then you also have like the 64 teams in there. There were a lot of upsets. There were a lot of forced game twos, and you know you even have Oklahoma that lost to Wisconsin, forcing them to play another game where winner takes all. You have LSU having to do the same thing with Texas Tech. Uh, you know, it's a lot of top tier teams, and then even JMU knocks out. The 16th seed, they're the only team that was not seeded to make it past regionals. And now they're playing UCLA in a super regional. So this has just been kind of the year of the upsets and really just a lot of excitement. And it just really speaks to the fact that it doesn't matter how highly you're ranked. It literally matters what you how you, how you do on the field and how you perform. And I think it's, I mean, me personally experiencing it, it's just a different level of intensity and a different level of drive when you are in the regionals and in super regionals because, you know, you know that it's either win or go home. You don't have another game the next weekend, and you're vying for a spot at the World Series, which is something that every young softball player has dreamed of since they first started playing softball. And, you know, this super regionals, I think my favorite team right now is honestly Oklahoma State. As you said, they're the team that knocked off Florida State, who are the defending champions last year, 
And it was just exciting to watch. They're a team that really is just complete. When I mean complete, I mean they have the pitching, they have the hitting, they have the small ball, they move the runners around, they score runners when the runners are in scoring position. And I think that this postseason, that has been kind of the Achilles heel of the teams that I've lost, right? They get runners on base, but they just don't have the timely hits. And Oklahoma mm-hmm. State has proven to get the hits when necessary. Um, it doesn't really matter how many hits you have. It matters when you get them. And they have definitely been the team to produce. Um, I think Alabama, you know, they're going through. That is a team that has statistically been one of the top teams for plenty of years. Oklahoma, one of the top. I mean, they're the number one team. You know, they're kind of the team you expect to make it through. But last year they went kind of – I think they lost maybe two and out. But, you know, they didn't do as well as they, as many people thought they should have done last year. And so I think they're kind of really trying to make that comeback, especially Oklahoma City is only, I think, an hour away from Norman, Oklahoma, where OSU is. Uh, not OSU, but Oklahoma is. And, um, you know, I think another team that is really one to watch would be Minnesota. I hate mm-hmm. to say it because they're the team that knocked out um, my alma mater, LSU, just hours ago. And my sister is a junior on the LSU softball team. So, of course, I really, really wanted them to win. But this is the first time in school history that Minnesota is going to be going to the World Series. Oh, and wow. So I think that, yeah, this is just going to be – I think their team is just full of passion, and they just want it. And sometimes it's not always the most talented team that wins. It's the team that wants it the most. And I really feel like you watch them play, you know, it just kind of seems like – Luck is on their side because they have just really been the team that just pushes and pushes and pushes until they come through. Uh, and, you know, I think especially when you haven't been there before, sometimes I mean, my first, my freshman year we went, my LSU went, and, you know, it kind of was a feeling of, like, just happy to be there. But we, we've been there before. LSU wasn't the first time in history LSU had been there. And so I think they're really going to try to prove themselves. So I would say Oklahoma State is probably my top team that I think is going to cause a lot of havoc in the World Series this year. But I really feel like Minnesota is going to upset a lot of people. I think they feel like they have a lot to prove. I think they really want to win one for their home team. Their tickets sold out for Super Regionals within like the first five minutes of putting it out. Mm -hmm. I think they have all the Minnesota behind them, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of gold and maroon over in Oklahoma City for that team. Yeah, that's awesome. And it seems to me that point about Minnesota is really interesting because just as an outside observer, it seems to me that the SEC has really dominated college softball in the latest years. Is that correct? Oh, 100%. It just means more, you know? (laughs) But um, that's like the SEC slogan. And I think that it definitely, I mean, the team, it's just something that the SEC teams, every team you compete against, it is it's almost like you're competing in the World Series. The competition level is always at the highest caliber when competing in the SEC. And I think that is why those teams do so well in postseason because they have played the best teams in the country in regular season play. And uh, it's just, I mean, it kind of is expected now that you have SEC teams go on to the World Series and kind of compete for the best of the best. It's just I don't know, something about being down south. Yeah. You know, it's just everybody, everyone just works hard. Everyone is, you have that blue-collar attitude, and you really want to make sure you get things done. And I think that over the years, SEC has really built, because honestly, for softball, it has been ran by the Pac-12 for years. Mm-hmm. Arizona and UCLA were the teams that everyone feared. They, those were the teams that people always thought were going to win. 
um, Texas A&M as well, but that was before Texas A&M joined the SEC. And so SEC had been counted out for a long time. And ever since, I don't really remember when it was, I think Alabama was the first SEC team to win the World Series. And ever since they kind of started that, it's just been on and rolling ever since. See, everybody thinks the SEC and they think college football, but you definitely need to think of it as a college softball powerhouse as well. (laughs) Okay, so you've given us some teams to watch, but AJ, do you have some players that we should be keeping our eye on as well? Yeah, uh, I definitely think that one of the bigger players to watch, especially for Minnesota, the team that I talked about earlier, would be Amber Pfizer. She has definitely been their leader. She's a pitcher. She pitches 68 to 70 consistently. And uh, I think they've kind of been riding her back as they've gone through postseason. But also, I think her last name is Hallahan. Uh, she hits Minnesota. She's kind of had a breakthrough um, super regional. She didn't really do that well. Maddie Houlihan is her name. Maddie Houlihan. She didn't do that well in the regionals, but she went five. I think she went three for five in supers. She had game she had a game winning hit yesterday. She hit the first she hit the home run of the game today, which put the Gophers ahead one to zero. Um I think she's just kind of been one of those players that get hot late and that's exactly what you want from someone. And I think if she carried that on to to the World Series, she's gonna be on fire and she's gonna be someone that's really gonna cause havoc for any team that they compete against. Uh for OSU I think Samantha Shao. Not only is she a dominant pitcher, but she is also a dominant hitter. I'm pretty sure she came in hitting above 10 home runs, almost maybe 15 home runs from regular season on into super regionals. And she just shuts shuts the hitters down. She shut down FSU, and she also helps herself out when she's hitting. So she's definitely someone that I think is extremely important to pay attention to, especially going into into the World Series. Uh, With Oklahoma, most people already know Romero from Oklahoma. She is just the spark for their entire team. She's a leadoff hitter. She's someone that has a lot of power. She's also extremely great defensively. Oklahoma is the number one team in the nation with the defensive numbers and offensive numbers. So I think their whole team as a whole, Kaylee Clifton is also someone to watch on Oklahoma's team. Um, with Washington, my favorite player to watch of all time is Sis Bates. She's a shortstop for Washington. Now that's saying if Washington makes it through, but they're already – um, one up on uh, in their supers right now, and so to space, she's just honestly, if you are looking for a show, she's the person to pay attention to. Play shortstop, and she just makes phenomenal plays all day long, and she hits above. She's hitting right now, I think, over 350 as far as as far as her batting average. So she's just an electric player as well. And I know I've given a lot, but those are just. I mean, the talent is unreal in college softball and the thing is about it is that the people that do the best all year long aren't necessarily people that break through in postseason just like Maddie Houlihan with Minnesota she's kind of been the breakout star and you kind of need that you need your your whole batting order from one through nine to really deliver in order to win games especially at the World Series. 
AJ, thank you so much for bringing this all down. Flamethrowers, this is the end of the hot take, but it's not the end of my conversation with AJ. I could not uh, just talk to her about the postseason because this girl is dynamite and I really had to pick her brain about a lot of other things relating to professional sports and softball. So for that full interview, check out our newest episode dropping on Tuesday. That's episode 108 and hear my extended interview with AJ Andrews. But for now, this has been another Burn It All Down hot take with me, Amira Rose Davis, and my guest, AJ Andrews. So long, flamethrowers. Bye.